Welcome to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners, where we have interesting conversations with entrepreneurs and innovators in the NextGen investing ecosystem. I'm your host, Dan Mindis. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. My guest today is Cherian Thomas, co-founder and CEO of Octopus. Octopus puts tablets uh, in the backs of Uber and, and Lyft cars. It entertains riders. It's a nice way of advertisers to reach those riders. They're doing some really, really interesting things on behalf of drivers. Octopus is a, a NextGen Venture Partners portfolio company. And Sharon talks about the value prop to each of his three key stakeholders. He also talks about uh, their shift from an entirely different business. It's less a pivot than a leap to Octopus. Uh, he discusses how he got everyone on the team on board with the new business uh, and all the traction they've achieved since then. I think you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, here's Charian. What's happening, Dan? Good to be here. Let's start with the inspiration for Octopus. Where did it come from? We'll talk a little bit about the who we are, what we do, why we do it, emphasis on the why. So uh, Octopus was actually incubated within one of our other tech companies, Spotlock, which is a total consumer placing play. Uh, we used to spend tons of money on TV, print, radio, billboards, you name it. And we just never found the measurability and analytics and, and the type of advertising platform that we wanted for ourselves. And so we created it. We realized that if you want to reach today's consumer, you need to be where they are. And today's consumer is not sitting behind their television set. Today's consumer is, is all OTT or they're on their phones. And, and one thing that they're doing like crazy is, is rideshare. So we, we incubated Octopus within the walls of Spotluck. I and mean, what started as an idea to get our own brand out there now has been opened up to third parties. And we work with brands like Sprint and Disney, Red Bull, Tiffany's, uh, Target, HEB, Nat Geo, uh, you name it. So that showed it wasn't just us that had that need to reach this type of consumer. The market had that need. Yeah. So you're trying to find the place for geo-specific to advertise to people who are actually watching. And how yeah. does that work in practice? Right? How do you make yeah. sure that people are seeing the ads? We wanted to make sure you reach today's consumer and today's consumer is on the move. So Octopus is an interactive advertising platform inside of Uber and Lyft vehicles. We put screens in the back of rideshare vehicles. Passengers engage with those screens by playing games like trivia to win money. And then we deliver location-based video ads to a captive audience, an engaged audience, and uh, the ideal audience. So you mentioned Red Bull, you mentioned Sprint, you mentioned Disney. These are some large brands. That doesn't happen with a small project. You've created a real company, an octopus, out of Spotluck and really moved you know, your company resources, your team over to Octopus. How, how did you pull that off, right? You, know, you, got a <laughs> lot, you got a dedicated group of people working hard you know, for one product, and then you, know, over to, you say you know what? Hey, guys, we're now doing this other thing. Yeah, I think it really comes down to to, to the team and also the unit economics, right? So uh, speaking of Spotluck, our team executed like crazy, right? I mean, we signed thousands of restaurants, had hundreds of thousands of users on the platform, and we, we were launching five cities at the same time. So talk about high growth, you know, went from the Basement Innovation Center to one of the top dining apps on iTunes. So you know, as far as the team is concerned, everybody executed at, at their fullest potential. But at the same time, what we realized is that the unit economics and the payback period was rather challenging, right? Here we are working our tails off and we wouldn't get our money back until 12 months, right? And so when we really looked back and we said, hey, how much money do you need to raise in order to sustain this? 
we realized this is going to take a lot of money and a lot of city launches. <laughs> and having love for my team and knowing what it takes to launch a city, uh, we said, look, here's this other business. It's, it's not dealing with local restaurants. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's dealing with giant global brands. By the way, the, the payback period is, is a month and a half. And so when you stack the unit economics with both businesses in tandem, you realize, wow, you would be crazy to spend a dollar on this business, A, when you have business B. And more so, we know business A, which is Spotluck, is, is profitable. We run it. We maintain it. People use it. Uh, it generates revenue for us. But at the same time, uh, we kind of made a decision to say, look, let's not launch multiple markets or other markets on, on that platform. Any dissent from folks who said, hey, I, I joined this team because I love food and we're in the restaurant business? Or, or did people say, you know what, the economics of, of Octopus are just so much better. Let's roll. You know, I think as leaders, you know, Brad, our, our co-founder and COO and myself, you know, we've always just led by, by transparency. So nothing was a shock to anybody um, as far as what was going on with the numbers, payback periods and, and so forth with Spotluck. But what was a shock was, you know, when we came in and we said, hey, you know, we met with our board, uh, we presented this and, and really our, our board who's put in millions of dollars uh, into this into this business uh, really wants us to put some time and energy into Octopus. And, and we agree. And we had an all hands team meeting. We said, hey, look, here are the facts. Here's here's what we feel everybody's role can be. And Brad, who's who's incredible from an operational standpoint, really had like you know, the the one month uh, uh, agenda or or docket for every individual in the company on what they should focus on. And then, you know, we, we said, red, you know, green team go, pink team go. And, and we met again a month later and everybody knocked it out of the park. And most of all, everybody had a lot of fun. So, yes, we did, you know, lose some people, but it was a mutual thing. People that were hired to do insanely consumer facing things that's just not applicable in this space because we don't have users, right? We have drivers and we have brands and we have technology that's that's super engaging. So yes, it was it was challenging, but again, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And I, t I think our team is actually five thousand times stronger and, and more connected to one another, having gone through what we did in 2017 and 2018. So we're talking now in mid uh, mid January 2019. What was the, the date of that meeting where, where you announced the pivot and, uh, you know, where you were, you know, not, not starting from scratch, but pretty close to scratch. And then, you know, bring us through the present, you know, how, what, what kind of growth have you seen since that meeting? Sure. So, you know, we made that decision in March of, of, of 2018. But it's important to note that myself, Brad, and a few people on the team were actually working on Octopus prior to since 2016. So we were actually testing this out in markets like Philadelphia. We had our own brand running. We were seeing early signs of success. And so it wasn't brand new in March. It was, hey, this thing's got some wings, right? And, and we got to put some time and energy and we can't do, you know, two things great, let's do one thing great. And we can't do that without our team eating, breathing, living, sleeping and swimming octopus. So we really had an ask. It wasn't like uh, we're telling you, we were asking our team for their support to put faith and trust in me, myself, uh, Brad and, and our company. And I think that that everybody delivered and, and everybody's beyond thrilled given what we've achieved as a company and as a, as a family uh, in, in just under a year.
Well, uh, talk about that achievement. You know, what are you most proud of? You know, without getting too into details, look, I, I think we really got something. You know, you have a great product when your customers are happy. We have drivers. So, so Octopus is a three-sided marketplace, right? We wanted to make sure, first and foremost, that we create an awesome product that drivers love. We are getting drivers by the thousands. We have applications from every state in the U.S. There's a waiting list that we're constantly shipping out tablets. You've, you've been to our office. It's like Amazon HQ3. We ship out, a th- you know, this week we're shipping out of 500 tablets this week alone, right? And so we know that our drivers are happy. They're saying that their ratings are going up, their tips are going up, their, re- their, their earnings are going up, their earnings per hour are going up, and drivers are happy. Then we say, all right, well, what about um, our passengers, right, our technology? Well, the tablets are touched once every 0.5 seconds, 130,000 touches a day, 5 million touches per month. We've, we've got the attention of the rideshare consumer, and these passengers are leaving reviews on their rideshare apps that they're having such a great time. So we check that box, right, on, on that stakeholder. And then the advertisers, right? I mean, we're, we're re-signing our advertisers at 100%. And these brands are not only adding more cities with us, but they're expanding their campaigns, right? A company that was just doing one city is now doing five cities, right? Or a company that was just a brand that was just doing uh, ads is now doing ads and games. So when your key stakeholders are happy, uh, you know that you've got something. And so what we know we have is a, a decent foundation a long way to go, but we certainly have the team that can execute on it. So you said tips are going up. What what's driving that? What you know? What are you offering riders that makes them want to tip their driver more? Yeah. So so a couple things, right? So first, the the, the UX UI of, of the Octopus is you get into an Uber, you get to play games like trivia, right, uh, or photo hunt, and if you get the high score and it remains, you get a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. So passengers are winning money, uh, but what's really driving tips is that they're connecting with the driver. And so similarly, when you go to a restaurant and a waiter or waitress, uh, if they just give you the water and they just give you the entree, you're not going to say, I'm going to leave a gigantic tip. But if they tell you about their kids, they tell you about what's going on in the local environment, they, they recommend certain things, you're like, wow, thanks. Thanks, Dave, or thanks, Stacy. And so we do things to spark conversations. A great example is at all times on the tablet at the bottom right corner is a photo of the driver. We're so used to getting into a vehicle and you just see the back of the driver's head. Um, we don't want that, right? They are people. They are humans. They have lives. They have children. You know. And so we have a profile page. You click it. It tells you the driver's name. tells you their favorite food. It tells you their favorite sports teams. One thing that I love, it tells you where their tips go towards. So my kid's education, um, my wife's medical bills, whatever it may be. Uh, Those types of things spark conversations and conversations yield to tips. Um, And we've seen 70 percent of our drivers report higher tips, which is which is amazing. I think most people would imagine something like, hey, here's a game or here's some kind of entertainment. And now watch this ad. That's your sort of penance for getting a little bit of entertainment. But it turns out that some of the ads are pretty interesting, pretty engaging, kind of entertaining themselves. Can, can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So we're, we're very mindful of the rideshare journey, right? So the average Uber Lyft rides around 13 and a half minutes. And we split up that time with half games, half ads. Think of it as a 60 second game, 30 second ad, 60 second game, 15 second ad. 
But I hate to use the word ad because it's really it's not it's non-invasive, right? We're we're very much in control of who the advertisers are. Uh, we're not programmatic. We're we're working with unbelievable brands, and they're giving offers or exclusive things to the passenger. So a great example would be um, you know our, our Red Bull campaign. You know Red Bull. You watch the Red Bull ad. It was an awesome ad about their new Pac-Man can limited edition that was coming out. Cool. Didn't know about that kind of new hearing it first. Then at any time while you're watching the ad, you can touch the screen and you can get a free Red Bull at any 7-Eleven. Now that's not necessarily an invasive ad. That's a pretty cool value add to taking this octopus, right? This octopus journey. And we make it easy. Click it, put in your phone number, bam, you get a, you get a UPC code, you scan it at 7-Eleven, you get a free, free Red Bull. So uh, again, we're very mindful. Um, we've been very mindful. We've declined political ads, cannabis ads, you know, uh, sometimes some healthcare ads. So we want to be extremely mindful of that rideshare journey because, if the passenger's not happy, the driver will know about it, and we don't have a business. So we, we need to make sure both passengers and drivers uh, have a great experience. And on the driver's side, what's in it for them? The first thousand drivers, you know, we met personally, uh, we hugged them, and we made sure that, you know, we said, look, here's Octopus, you, you know, this is proven to give you higher tips, higher ratings, and more conversations. And that was really important to us. So we wanted to make sure that they cared about the rideshare experience and it worked. And then we said, let's introduce payments, right? We want to make sure drivers make more money. And we tied into the bank accounts of all of our drivers and now they're compensated. So their, their earnings go up because every time they give a trip, they're making more money through Octopus. And every time a game is played, they're making more money through Octopus. And Dan, this is needed. This is kind of, again, going to that why. In the, in the past five years, rideshare drivers' earnings have declined by more than 50% since 2013. And so there's a lot of reasons for that. But what our goal is, is to say, let's get those earnings back up doing exactly what you do and just earn more while you're on the road. And we've proven that we're able to increase earnings per hour for, for Octopus drivers, um, which, is, which is a great, great thing for you know, the rideshare companies like Uber and Lyft. You're doing some other things, too, uh, for drivers that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, talk about safety mode. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, our job is to create an unbelievable product that's really made, you know, for drivers from drivers. So we, we listen to our drivers and we get their feedback. A lot of the features that you see in the product are actually recommendations from our driver community. And uh, I, I'll just say a short story, which was... You know, I was out in Richmond. We had about 40 drivers in a room and I had said, hey, I, I was presenting and I said, raise your hand if you've ever felt uncomfortable uh, in your vehicle. Like meaning, hey, someone's drunk, they're belligerent, they're acting out of line Friday night, Saturday night, you name it. And everybody raised their hand. And I said, well, you know, how would you feel if we could put some technology that can actually help you feel more safe? Uh, by activating safety mode on Octopus when you have that type of fear. And everybody was like a standing up, you know, uh, uh, like a Tony Robbins you know, type of uh, excitement. And so we, we developed it in beta. It's not live. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, restrictions and things. But we want to do our part to make drivers feel more safe. And if, if Octopus can have a feature that make drivers feel more safe or if we can save just one life, 
we're going to do that. And, and we're going to, you know, do our best to make sure we, we listen to our drivers and, and give them, you know, what they want, uh, and help have them have a, a, a safer rideshare experience and uh, a more fun rideshare experience. What does Octopus look like in five years? Like at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a huge market. Rideshare is at an all time high. You've got Uber and Lyft all both filing S1s going public in 2019. It's a ginormous market share, millions of drivers. But who we care about is the drivers that are the most active, right? We get the best of the best drivers. These are the ones who deadhead to LaGuardia every morning. They've been driving for Uber and Lyft for two years, three years. They've got 10,000, 15,000 plus rides. And that, you know, there's there's a huge market share. You got talking about 750,000 to a million drivers that check that box of like active, insane drivers. And we want to own the market. We are the number one company in the U.S. when it comes to rideshare entertainment. And we want to get 51% of the market. So, you know, 382,000 of those drivers is is our goal. Um, and, and we feel confident in being able to get there in the next five years because more than half our drivers are signed up because of word of mouth. So there's a network effect that's happening with our drivers, which has allowed us to to really run lean and mean as far as acquisitions concerned. But five years, we see ourselves uh, as, you know, again, furthering the gap between us and anyone else is the number one player for rideshare entertainment. And we really see the, the entertainment being choose your own adventure. If you want to play games, click games. If you want to uh, check out the stock market, click marketplace. If you want to check out the weather, click weather, sports, trailers. Uh, trailers is something we, we really want to get into as well, which we're starting right now. But there's, there's a shift going on. And sorry to ramble, but there's a huge shift going on in, in OTT uh, and in the space. Uh, would love to talk about that, but d- uh, don't, don't want to have a run on here. <laughs> How do you see Octopus in that uh, transition of media mm-hmm. and sort of you know, video consumption, advertising consumption, do you feel like you're, you know, you're, you know, at the, at the forefront, leaving others behind? You know, what, how do you look at that landscape? Yeah. So what we're seeing out there uh, right now is you're you're seeing companies. Uh, it, well, everything's going to original content, right? And so everything's OTT now. You're looking at Hulu just talked about you know, 25 million subscribers they just announced, you know, Netflix, obviously, we all know of the the house of cards, the uh, bird box challenge and so forth. So everything's moving to original content. YouTube's got its own original content, Snapchat's own original content, Warner's coming out with their own SVOD. Um, and this is where the future's going. And while this is happening, these companies, these billion dollar behemoths need to market their original content. And we're proving that Octopus is an unbelievable home for people to watch the trailer for Game of Thrones or the trailer uh, for the new season of House of Cards. Right now, we're running trailers for Nat Geo on their Valley of the Boom, unbelievable show about the dot-com era inspired by true events. Um, And we really see ourselves as a great medium for these players to market their original content. And and we see that that's going to be a really challenging space for, for those those companies to market for each other. Disney Plus, you know, they're removing their content from Netflix and they're going to need to market and and we want to be a home for them. And so to answer your question, while that shift is occurring, we see it, we're there, we're ready, and we're, we're able to deliver that original content in trailer form in the back of Uber and Lyft vehicles. Cherian, thanks so much for joining me today. 
<laughs> no, thanks for the questions. I appreciate it. And, you know, again, just to reiterate, uh, don't take my enthusiasm the wrong way. It's a tough journey. But it's a good foundation. We've got a long way to go and a lot of things to, to do better. But at the same time, early, early traction is looking extremely exciting. And we're happy to share that story with you, Dan. Thanks for listening to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. To learn more about us or to hear all of our past podcasts, please go to nextgenvp.com. And now for some important disclaimers. The information contained in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Any performance or projections contained herein may be significantly affected by future events. Any opinions, assumptions, assessments, statements, or the like regarding future events or which are forward-looking constitute only subjective views and beliefs, should not be relied on, and are subject to change due to a variety of factors, including fluctuating market conditions and economic factors.